Yeah, welcome back again to another episode of Global from Asia podcast. Today we're going to have episode 377 and the setup here is kind of not the usual one. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Do you hear the coffee machine in the background or Operator. No. Okay. Yeah. The, the mic is pretty good. There's Luciano's here cooking. So. No, it's all good. It's all good. I don't think it. it Aubrey, do you hear the coffee? No. No, he's making some coffee here. I'm hanging out with Luciano and David. So uh, episode 377 of Global from Asia, as Aubrey had just said. How are you, Aubrey? I think you said you've been traveling a little bit in between cities. It- Yeah, I've been doing well. I hope so, <laughs> because on my previous city or previous province, it's kind of really so hassle due to power interruption and such. As in almost every day, almost four hours to five hours. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it's is really that a, crazy. Do you think that's because of, is that anything to do with the pandemic or anything, or is it just is that normal? Due to uh, due to fuel, I guess. Oh. And high pricing as well. Oh, that's the reason. I don't know if you saw Wendy at the GFA Kids bought a generator for one of the teachers. You saw that? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I hope that helps them because they have actual live, you know, sessions. And then it's been canceled due to power outages. So it's crazy times in everywhere in the world. I mean the. But we have to be creative and, and positive. It's really great. Thanks for all, always your hard work, Aubrey. And we can talk about today's show, Print on Demand. Eric Wong comes back. He was on the show earlier this year about logistics and supply chain during the pandemic. I did it actually in the same seat. But today I went to meet him with with Luciano a couple of weeks ago, and it's audio only, so it's a little bit different, right, Aubrey? And yeah. It's kind of different than our usual setup, but I believe it will still be helpful for our listeners or viewers. Yeah. So I think during the interview, it'll just if you're watching this on YouTube or in WeChat, we put this a lot on WeChat. It'll be just a, a static image of the show. But of course, it's gonna. I just felt like I didn't want to put the video on because it was just us sitting together. You know, it would have taken a lot of video bandwidth, and I also think people don't talk the same when they're on camera versus. Just in a microphone, like I'm thinking about my hair right now, and you know things like that. So we decided to to not do that. But also, we did a little video tour after of the of the facility, and that I think we'll make it a separate video clip. It'll be like a three minute video, and I think our video team will help make that as a separate video, so people can watch the tour with Eric's facility as a separate video. But also, you know, maybe before we go in, how about how long are we? We don't. I don't want to take too much time in our intro. So maybe after the intro, we'll talk about the status of the Excalibur Brothers products, and also some ideas that we got from the interview at the Print on Demand. I think we'll tune into the interview audio only today. Let's do this. Ready, Aubrey? Ready. Let's tune in. Let's go. All right. And thank you to our sponsor, our returning sponsor, Mercury.com Online Bank. Well, it's a real bank, but you can do it totally online for US. 
Our Blimp program participants are going through this as well. Thank you, Mercury. Travis is great there. He's been on our show. He's been in our events. We're going to have another event where we will have them attending as well. And if you want to get a little bonus for you and us, if you sign up and do some special circumstances, you can go to globalformasia.com slash Mercury. I also have a video tutorial that we use even for the Blimp people. I use the same exact video to learn how to use it. I hope you can check it out. Totally free. Why not? See you there. All right, so thank you everybody for listening to another Global From Asia podcast. We're here in Bawan district of Shenzhen at Eric's, Eric Wong's office. How are you doing today, Eric? Uh, it's been pretty busy and, uh, and from the business, it's kind of like uh, picking up. Great. Uh, I know we, it's, we did a, we were on the show a few months ago. I was, I think you were not locked down. I was locked down with Luciano's here, so we were both lockdown but it seems like things are in june we're in june now it's mostly open at least in shenzhen right yeah i think shenzhen now is like a fully open and a fully operation operational line yeah, yeah i think it's back to normal yeah, shanghai is also getting back uh, as as far as we can see we have been uh talking with some of the, our customers in shanghai and they are also starting to run okay that's great but i heard beijing somebody just told me they escaped beijing to the south uh, beijing think- I think only some of the community because last last week also I got a friend who uh, came from Beijing, so only got the the, the the COVID test and then if the if the test is okay and then he's okay to go anywhere. Okay, interesting. All right, so today's we talked about logistics last time, which is your specialty, and we're we're gonna do a video tour after the audio recording. So I just thought today we'll do some audio only content and then we'll take a tour of the facility where we're at so definitely we'll link that in the show notes so people can watch the video but uh for today we're talking about print on demand or pod which you mentioned to me and i've been curious i don't use too much of it but can you, you just kind of give a first intro of pod for people that didn't hear of that before okay so um pod as known as like print on demand um it, it is very popular uh for Shopify sellers, or mm-hmm. those guys who run their independent like website store, and uh, the POD, uh, most of the, of the POD product are like t-shirts, uh, jerseys, and even shoes. And also, there are some guys uh, using the POD thing to um, work on products like uh, gadgets, like headphones. Uh, or like drinking bottle, like water drinking bottles, this kind of thing. They want to add a, add, add some element like their own brand. Yep, it's really cool. And I think we mostly talk about private label, Amazon, and uh, Global from Asia. Like I think we're doing a current case of Excalibur Brothers. Luciano sitting next to me, but he's he's just uh, relaxing for this show. But we. Um, we're still, you know, I'm still used to the old-fashioned 1,000-piece MOQ, you know, production uh, custom uh, making. But I think the beautiful thing about POD is it's kind of, like Luciano says, it's like half dropship, half private label. True. Right? Yeah. Like, you can still get your unique brand, but also have the low low MOQ. So you could even do one, you could do as low as one piece with that. It is doable. It is doable, definitely doable. But um, this kind of one-piece model is very painful to yeah. the service provider. So that's why uh, in most cases, 
uh, the service provider will reject okay, only one piece model. And we tried to do this without MOQ, but it turned out that there's so many rookies, you know, they just True. came here, just ask and and then uh, ask and quote and they run away and nothing really happened. I agree. So that's why I think it's 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 interesting for Amazon sellers to learn about this because Amazon sellers are used to the 1000 MOQ anyway. So even if it's a what do you think is a reasonable MOQ then? If it's one piece, what what 50, 100, what do you I think, think is something like 100 units would definitely doable because especially for like FBI sellers they want to test the market and they just buy something and send to the Amazon warehouse and 100 pieces is not a big investment. Yep. But it's still not too uncomfortable for the service provider yep yeah that sounds fair and um you were saying the process of putting the the branding on it is ultraviolet or u uv so uh it can be it can be uv or uh, engraving or, or laser printing there are a lot of like a uh, way to do it uh, but the key is to add branding elements onto the the product or at least the package yeah <laughs> exactly um, also, you know, if you ever, if you want to pop in yeah, with a I question, mean, I I think not only the the logo itself, but you can also uh, use these uh, techniques like laser and UV to customize your product in a very creative and unique way, in in a way that your competitor is not gonna have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um. You know, you're unique. We're we're also in China as foreigners. You're, you're Chinese. You speak really good English and work with foreign. Is it mostly Chinese sellers doing this, or foreign sellers, or is it a mix of both? Like, or what do you uh, think? Both. The first of all, if, if some sellers in, in other country where you ask, they have their own printing facility. They also do the, the POD thing, but it's more like pr- pr- providing a service. Mm-hmm. For example, if want, I want to. I put like uh, Mike's name on on on, on T-shirt yeah, as a birthday gift. It'll be very easy to do. And uh, there are also Chinese are doing. Chinese are doing is like they do in a massive scale. Yeah. So they have a lot of SKUs. You know, a lot of inventory. So whenever the customer they either want to print their logo, we print anything else, right? Or or if for 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 the uh, like uh, election campaign. Or just for a sports event, so they have they kind of uh, like business model. And one of my friends, as I told previously, he just uh, she just does the uh, POD for the sports jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he sells around like one hundred dollars. Yeah. But it, it ended up actually, if you want to do this in in Chinese market, if you buy from the Chinese e-commerce website, it costs only around sixty to eighty, or no more than one hundred RMB. So yeah. you see there is like a six times difference yeah yeah that's really cool so let's just go through the, the normal workflow the process to get started for somebody um, the, I think the first step is finding the supplier that could do this would that be a normal Alibaba Aliexpress Taobao or is there um, so there I think first of all if you want to go to Alibaba or Aliexpress those Sellers or this company, actually the trading company, they buy from the wholesaler in China or buy from the manufacturer in China, and they mark up the price. So those guys, in most cases, they, they were probably not willing to do it. So the right approach is if you can find a, a sourcing agent, or you find, or you can, if you can read the Chinese website directly, let's say one six eight, 
So you go there and you find the product and you buy like uh, 50 pieces or 100 pieces and then you find the right service provider and use the uh, UV or, or engraving and they just put a logo on it and then job done. Yeah. So the whole process, I think, takes less than a week. Yeah. Mm. And then the AI file is, you know. Yeah, like, just say a logo file. A logo like file. Like AI format or, or just PDF file that will do. Great. And we talked about it in a previous show that you did, which was great, but there's different shipping ways. So I know we draw it on the board before the recording, but normally it's, it's what's the normal fulfillment way you recommend? So there are, I think there are two ways. Let's say first, you, if you sell on Amazon, that will be very easy. Then if we have the product ready, you can create the uh, FBA shipping plan, and then we just send it to the Amazon warehouse. It's pretty easy, and also because it is a POD model, I assume that the product or the packet will not be too heavy. Uh, if we use the uh, UPS, send it to the Amazon warehouse in let's say in the US, it's just a matter of five to seven days from uh, our warehouse to the uh, Amazon warehouse. And then there will be another way will be if you sell on Shopify or other, you know, or WordPress or whatsoever, something like Shopify, um, that the order can be fulfilled from China directly. Uh, now, it's, let's say that the fastest one will be five to seven, or no, it's like three to five days. There are also a, available solution like a five to seven days and 10 to 15 days. And but the faster, the more expensive. For sure. And uh, this also, this kind of shipping method is also available for uh, European market, uh, most of the European countries and most of the Southeast Asia countries, and uh, I think around 50% of South America uh, countries. And so these are the two business models. The first one is shipping, uh, sent to Amazon warehouse, and then the second one is uh, shipped from China directly to the customer's uh, address. Yep, and for the second one, probably normally the way I think I would would do it is, uh, like, where you put all the boxes into one, Master carton, and then ship to the U.S. and then last mile from the U.S. Rather than, yeah, that's a, that's that's an interesting way. Um, so let's talk about you. You were briefly talking about, it, but I think maybe we could dive in a little bit more of some examples. So like the jersey business. So so your your client, your customer, they are just focused on the basketball jersey. Mm, soccer. And, Soccer and American football as well, and American football. Yeah, yeah. So then they have those um, designs on their website, and then their customer is buying one. Is they do one piece or do they do one piece or like multi pieces? Okay, and then probably Shopify website. So. Yep, Shopify store, and, and then they the- use the free Facebook ads, and they actually have they have their returning customer quite a lot. Nice. And so then the customer would upload their design to his website and then ships to them. So upload design is actually very simple because um, they will list those available uh, designs. Uh, Let's say a white label t-shirt and the customer only upload uh, their logo or or other creatives. Yeah, with a a, uh, principal or um, PDF file or a a AI format file. And then they want to print it on it. Cool. Yeah. All right. It's pretty straightforward. I think for us, you know, Luciano and I are here talking about Excalibur Brothers, the Amazon brand. But I think 
the the other idea is just for Amazon sellers. So maybe we go into an Amazon seller example. For Amazon seller, do they they do do POD as well? There is there is uh, I know some or at least I know one Amazon sellers in China they do the POD on Amazon. Interesting. Yeah, and then the the business model the, the shipping model is FBM, so they have the kind of hoodie. At least the, the hoodie on the Amazon, and uh, the customer also give the the information for them, and then they print it, and then use the uh, the 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 UPS or uh, the DHL send to the customer directly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't honestly I don't have experience with that, but that could be a second. So the first one was the the jerseys on Shopify, which is pretty clear. You know, the customer their customer uploads the logo, they then buy from the the supplier. The second is FBM from Amazon with POD. But the third, I think, is one that maybe Lucy and I, Anno and I can implement for Excalibur Brothers is uh, use your own brand. Like, don't let the, cust- the end customer, you just put your Excalibur Brothers or your Amazon brand, right? So if you're an Amazon seller with your own brand, you could put your brand on these products rather than buying a thousand MOQ from the factory, you could do a hundred MOQ with a uh, print on demand and then have the supplier do that here and then use your fulfillment send to FBA and then have lower quantity. Yeah, and the 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 the, the one you just said, uh compared to the uh, old school one, it's first of all save a lot of time. Yeah, because and also save a lot of cost. First it's very straightforward. I just want to print the the, the brand logo on it. Yeah, the, the requirement is pretty straightforward. And also it's time the time used is also much less because in the past you have to like uh, design a mold, right? You have to send to the manufacturer back and forth, back and forth for a very long time, and also you have a much bigger MOQ. Awesome, getting some ideas already, but um, it's it's definitely an interesting way. And what it works on what kind of materials? Do you, you, we said leather. Cloth. Basically, almost everything. Basically everything. Everything. Yeah. everything. UV can print over everything, almost everything. It's very uh, wood, uh, ceramic, stainless steel, plastic. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Awesome. Is there other points that you think we should add for people listening? Like, of course, you can't sell copyright products, right? You can license. And it's getting more and more difficult on any platform to sell fake, you know, it has to be, you have to have the license or approval Uh, to sell that brand, right? Of course, everybody wants to put Nike or or Adidas on their product, but they can't do that legally. Uh, It's getting less and less, right? There's less of that Uh, all the time. You know, uh, in the open field, there are less and less. (laughs) But, you know, nowadays there are so many tools like Discord. True. Telegram. If you <laughs> if you dive in or just search uh, rap on Discord, you will find a, a whole different world. Rap. Yeah. R E P. Uh, replica rap. Oh, replica. Ah, uh-huh, got it, got it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, if you search on Reddit, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a whole different story. Got it. The shipment's still very, very big. Got it. Another one I want to talk about is 
before we recorded, we had this little private tea meeting, which was fun. I almost felt like we should have recorded that. But one part you were talking about is we could get our own machine. Um, what would be the reason to get our own machine versus you know work with a supplier? Uh, so first of all, the machine is is actually kind of easy to use. You know, uh, if, if 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 the, the guy who has a bit understanding of mechanic will have the spirit of hands-on, so it's very it will be very easy to do. So you ha- you can actually fulfill ideas easily. And second, uh, the cost is not that big mm. as can be. I think it's just slightly more expensive than the, the latest iPhone. <laughs> yeah, if you want a smaller one. Interesting. Uh, it's kind of like 3D printer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if if you also have a kind of local business, I think it'd be fun to have one. Nice. Yeah, because it's very easy. Because I went to the uh, UV printer manufacturer. Uh, it's pretty easy to hands on. Nice. Yeah, you made me think back in Thailand. I was, you know, I'm, I'm honestly working on getting back to Thailand. But when I was there for a couple of years, there was these little family businesses in the mall. Right, and they're they're doing I guess print on demand, right? They have the blank shirts, and then you could give them your file. I I think I show you later. I have a Global from Asia logo pencil case I got in Philippines actually, but it's true. So so people listening overseas could order the machine, send it there, get a lot of blank product, and 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 uh, and do their own f- fulfillment. Yeah. I think this. Uh, I know. Uh... A girl from Texas. She also had. She she bought some like a, a white label T-shirt, and then I'm I don't, I'm not sure what kind of uh, stuff he used to do the uh, private labeling, but he do it as a service in in their in his like local township. Okay. Um, you know, a little bit more specific, kind of for Excalibur Brothers or us, like you know, we're you're. Would somebody like us use it and put it in your fulfillment center in Shenzhen? Would that make? Is there still a reason for us, to, or even a listener like a seller, to have their own machine in China? Like, what would I want to do that? I, I think it's un- unnecessary. Still, you need somebody here to do the service. Mm-hmm. So if you just either buy one to get it for back overseas. in your own, yeah, in your own, mm-hmm. in your your own country or at home, or either just buy the service here in China. Got it. Yeah, because nevertheless, you have a guy here to do the service. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you just buy the service directly? Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, the sneaker sounds cool. Do you can you give can you kind of give me some ideas of products that people are doing this with? Like you said, I guess it could be anything, but let's. I just kind of want to brainstorm yeah. for some people listening. <laughs> sneaker things is there. There are factories uh, in another province, Fujian province, right? So they are first of all they are very well known for making very high quality replica. <laughs> yeah. But now the government is kind of cracking down the replica at least openly, but secretly they start making this replica. But there are some factories, you know, they are trying to switch their business into a more legal business. So they are still ma- they are like still making this kind of very good shoes where they have their own design. But there are buyers who want their um, the shoes to be more how do I say, um, to be more creative or to have to present his or her own identity. So they want to print something on the shoes, you know, different design or different mm. logos or different colors True. or different uh, graphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So in the end, it's still kind of, um, 
how do I say, kind of service business. Yeah, a, a service business which attests to a physical product. Another point, we chatted about this on WeChat, um, that we haven't talked about today, but NFTs, you know, like all these artists, actually Luciano designs his own NFTs as, a, as an artist, he's an artist. Um, you know, I've seen like Board Ape Club shoes, like the collector just prints their own shoe with their ape. You know, I've seen it for some other collections too. I, I think there's a huge opportunity for selling, you know, NFT uh, print on demand. That's doable. Yeah, because basically NFT, you get a, a digital file, right? Yeah. And then you just you just need a physical product. Yep. Attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as long as you own that NFT rights or have the commercial rights, then you could you could sell those. Yeah, I think the NFT just because. I'm not really into the NFT, but since you come up with this idea, I think it's a very good idea because the NFT is a physical, uh, it's a virtual one. Yep. And then you have the, a physical product yep. uh, to put on it. Yeah. It's awesome. There's so much, so much, so much opportunities. Yeah. And also the, um, the, the, in terms of UV printing, it can come up with a very good visual details. Nice. Yeah. It can, can, can be very detailed. The laser as well can can do a lot of stuff. Even can buy like a, a, a metal lighter, aluminum lighter, and engrave with laser. It will feel like it's manufactured. Yeah. We're not gonna feel this is print on demand. It's really cool. And also, let's say the empty. If you want to kind of uh, uniqueness, let's say iPhone case, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just. Where you just put it, you put an NFT file on, the, the, the graph yeah. on it, and just put I own it. Right? It's, it's true. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. All right. I think this is a fun discussion. Also, we're going to include in the show notes a video. So I think we'll take a walk around the facility as an additional piece, separate content, um, just to give you some visual. And you're also a member of GFA VIP. Thank you for that. And also in our WeChat groups. For you to connect connect with Eric, right? Yeah. And uh, any other last words you want to add? Well, I mean, the world is changing pretty fast. <laughs> it's you know, true. Just, uh, you know, from a business perspective, last two years you know, was was were, was pretty good as for a shipping company. But this year, man, is <laughs> <laughs> a very tough year. Oh no! And uh, but. Uh, uh, we do do believe that I mean uh, the next half of this year probably can be better. But nonetheless, people have you know have a have a life to live. You know they need to buy stuff. They um, they need to consume stuff. There are still uh, some opportunities. Awesome. Yeah. And also, I believe uh, in the long run the the supply chain resources here in China are still uh, very abundant and it's going to be more and more advanced. So how to uh, connect yourself with, with with the Chinese supply chain resources. That was to still be a very uh, big room to do business. Okay, that's really nice. Well, yeah, it's been a rough year for I think so many people. <laughs> like May crushed me. I, I don't know, Lucia, uh, Luna, crypto crushed. There yeah. was uh, <laughs> that, that hurt. Uh, there was uh, you know a lot of a lot of a lot of things. Aggregators, Amazon aggregators. I've been downsizing and laying off and cutting contracts. A lot of things been getting, getting cut. Um, so I think 
it makes us stronger, right? Like it makes yeah. us be still, creative and be creative and also aim for the long run. I still true. have a chance, you know, do the right thing, you know, just create value, you know, find something good. Let's say I think uh, we still can get you know the business running. It's perfect. Okay, thanks so much, Eric. Yeah, thanks, Mike. All right, so Aubrey, do you want to give us an update on Excalibur Brothers products, production, and shipping right now? Yeah, right now the polishing got, I believe, are about to enter the US, right? Yeah. And I believe we are targeting to have it live on July already. And for the other two products, the, the production is almost done as well. And yeah, I hope we're going to have those products live. Yeah, almost. I know. It's taken a lot longer than I think all of us thought. It's it's half a year since we started, but it's it's really amazing. I mean, we'll link to the maybe not to the listing, but Aubrey, maybe link to the Excalibur Brothers product page. We have a we made the page, and I don't know if the website will be up to date by the time the show goes online. It's a big task. I think Penny and Manley are working on it, but where we Luciano helped make a really nice new whole website so we can link to the product pages in the show notes as well okay and let's talk about what we learned or what i learned you know we luciana and i went up there to it's about half hour 45 minutes drive i think from where we are in shenzhen and we saw eric right by the airport it's like one of those things Aubrey, where the plane might fly right right over you for landing you know he's like right at the airport area and you know, I think the one big takeaway I got from it is, you know, print on demand. A lot of people think about the obvious stuff, which is printing t-shirts with like a logo, right? Like, you know, maybe some political or some sports or whatever you print your, but what we we're trying to say in the interview is you can be a little bit more creative and print on demand could be on any kind of product. So of course, Excalibur Brothers, we did this 1000 MOQ style production that took some time, but we could also take some products and make them unique by printing, you know, the brand, say Excalibur Brothers and some design. And instead of having to order a large quantity, you could do a smaller quantity, even, you know, maybe if maybe a 50 pieces or hundred pieces, but then still be able to be different. You know, you don't want to look the same. You want to have differentiator. So that's, that's kind of the the one big point, and then Eric was just saying, you know, FBA sellers could learn from this and could could try more products with lower quantities. So that's uh, that's some ideas there. Aubrey, what do you think of that? It's a good advantage, right? Having low MOQ plus, you can customize your products. Exactly. And I'm not sure if it's already not a blue ocean market already or, or still a blue ocean market or is it popular uh, right now? Of course, there's depends. So the idea is, and we somewhat discussed these in the interview, there's different ways of printing on a product, right? There's screen prints, which is kind of, I think, the traditional where they, you know, you go to the mall in, in Manila, right? And you want to get a t-shirt and they, they have the, they just put the sticker and they melt it on the shirt. That's kind of the traditional but there's some more advanced ways that could, that could put it on any kind of product. So you of course, selling mugs and t-shirts is, I would say, Red Sea, you know, like you said, Blue Ocean. I'd say this is like red, you know, it's very bloody, very competitive because everybody's trying to sell t-shirts and cups. So, but you could take something that's not normally a print on demand, 
maybe even like I'm just looking at something randomly. I picked up this scale, right? So maybe you could take this scale and you could print your logo on it. And sometimes if you ask the factory to do that, the factory will say, oh, you need to give us a 1000 piece order, but maybe you can instead order it from the factory without a logo. And then either they could do it or maybe they don't know or want to, but send it to a print on demand machine factory and you do it yourself. And then you could have your own private label product. Okay. Yeah. Luciano is helping me out. He says UV ultraviolet, uh, ultraviolet is the is the technology so the idea to answer your question Aubrey, is you could almost take almost any product and uv print on it so so basically instead of you having to get a large quantity to customize it you could uv print on it and make it look like your unique product for a much lower quantity so that's that's kind of the main idea and so but of course if you take something that's very competitive on amazon or anywhere and put your logo it's, or UV print, it's not maybe going to be different enough. But if it's something that's not so common and put your logo or branding on it, then you could maybe differentiate. And also because competitors can't sell again on your listing because it's your product, your brand. Yeah, that's great. Right. Yeah. And they should leverage this one. For sure. So it's another idea. And, you know, one thing we did, I think you saw is, we have our own Amazon account too. It's not selling products. So we, we did some flags and we sent them to Amazon and we did low quantities and, you know, we could make it pretty unique. And of course with the, our designs and our, our branding, but the idea is we could add these and then you could also use these as giveaways. So one idea we're doing is maybe we'll give away the flag, right? So in our, in our upsell, cross-sell type promotion, you can give discounts or giveaways to customers and use these also as, as unique giveaways or upsell cross sales to add to your core product line. So they could be like supplementary products around your core product. Okay. All right. Those, those are some of my takeaways. So, you know, we are already in like, so one idea, one product I saw is a coaster. So, you know, like I have my tea here and you put on a coaster, right? So that was actually a product that looked like it had good demand. And then I've, that could be some semi-easily print on demand with ultraviolet. So we can make our own um, Excalibur Brothers branded and styled coasters. So that's a product that we have on our, our list now. And we could start with a lower quantity for the franchisee that wouldn't have to invest as much and could get that one started. So that's just one other idea there. All right, Aubrey. So great. I'm glad you're back settled from your moving around. I'm planning to move somewhat soon, maybe in the end of the summer. It's very stressful, I know. So look forward to doing more things together soon. And we'll also open up the blimp method batch very soon. I think we're talking about an email. If people on our email list is probably the best way or on the wait list at blimpmethod.com to get get updates, right? Right. You can just join our list there. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. Thanks so much, Aubrey. Thanks, and then, Mike. And thanks, everyone, for tuning into our latest episode. Thank you. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.